on this episode of the Film Optics Podcast. It looks like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are both rumored to be in Spider-Man 3. And we also have a Lego Star Wars holiday special appearing this November. So let's jump in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Film Optics, brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network, where we bring you the headline hot takes of entertainment news. I'm your host, Christian, and today we will be talking about the world of film, TV, and, of course, everything pop culture related. And as always, I'm joined by my good friends and my co-host, Demon. How are you doing today, man? Oh, that was spicy. I know. Got a little pizzazz on that one. (laughs) How's your week been? Pretty good. Just been watching some some Bly Manor. Got some. I gotta get on it. Uh, I'm telling you. <laughs> Is that it? Just just Bly Manor. Nothing else. No games. No, just chilling. Got some um some catching up to do on. Um, why am I blanking on the name of the show we're about to review? Lovecraft. Yep. There it is. Hey, yeah, man. We got the season finale coming to HBO and HBO Max. This Sunday, I did not receive my last screener, by the way, and there's probably good reason for that. But I mean, I have to double check because sometimes they just appear in your inbox and you don't even realize you don't get any notifications or anything. So it's like, what? (laughs) Yeah, I still have to watch last week's. Oh, 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 yeah. Last week's was uh, perfecto. So really, really good stuff. But yeah, man, I've been um I watched uh been watching some Hellstrom. Got the first uh five episodes of that. Very, very good show. Like I I love it. Like I was hooked like literally episode one. And if you haven't, it comes it drops out. Well, as of this recording, it'll already be out. But definitely give it a watch. Um it is it is very, very good. And what else have I been watching? I watched Batman Death. And the family. It was like the interactive um, DC animated movie that uh, that they came out with. It was it was okay. Like it was kind of just like it's the same sequence of events, like a bunch of like what if endings. Like there's seven endings, but some of them are like way shorter than others. But of course, if you already know the episode, the story of Jason Todd, and you know how. He, uh, people already know this by now, but like with, with Jason Todd, the original story goes, you know, Jason Todd gets killed by the Joker, comes back as Red Hood. That is obviously one of the endings, but there are others and they're really interesting, but like they don't really go too far into it. Like I was, the, the, the interactivity kind of kills it for me. I'm like, I, I like it in video games, obviously, because, you know, it is an interactive, you're you know, interacting with the screen, but for film, TVs, movies it, it doesn't really work it's so gimmicky it it yeah it really is and like i appreciate what they were trying to do but i believe if you have the disc like the blu-ray disc you get all seven i think with the digital version it's either you i think it's two i don't know it was weird like it wasn't terrible but eh, it was okay anyway 
before uh, enough rambling on with our nice little cold, cold opening there um we, we got some exciting news this week Devin. Uh, a lot of spider-man news but before we get into all of that jazz you can listen to this podcast on podcast um platforms around the world such as apple podcast spotify stitcher google play tune in red circle iHeartRadio, and amazon music you name it we're there minus at Sirius XM. And of course, you can follow us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Film Optics. That is Optics with an X. Um, still to this day, don't know why I chose that name. <laughs> I was like writing, I was like looking through like our old, like old names that I was like, like, you know, but before we were like Broke Boy Media. And I was like, man, like, I don't know, this one kind of just stuck. So kind of stuck with it now because i'm not changing it again <laughs> yeah yeah if, if, if i ever make a new podcast obviously new name new everything but here on out we're we're film optics baby it's it's who we are so Devin, let's get into the comic book news you got got a bit of got, got some things are more exciting than others but uh do you want to take this first news story we got here uh, I guess so. I don't know anything about any of it, but um, nor do I. I just know you like Dwayne Rock Johnson more than me. So <laughs> I don't know who this person is. I don't know who this character is. So this should be good. Um, Sarah Shahi has joined the cast of Black Adam, obviously starring Dwayne, the ultimate action star Johnson, The Rock. Too high of praise there, but that's Aldous funny. Hodge was was cast recently as as Hawkman. That was cool. No sense Neo as Adam Smasher. He's he's pretty bad, but it's okay. Um, so yeah, Sarah Shahi will be playing a university professor and freedom fighter leading the resistance in Kandak. <laughs> I got I got nothing. Cool. <laughs> you got nothing. Kandak. Dach. 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 Cool. Sorry about that, everyone. That's very weird. But yes, um, I got nothing on this as well. I just People were talking about it online. I thought you might have known something about about it, and I was wrong. <laughs> but it's okay. It's all right. So we have uh, our next news story here. Just a small, small little one. Uh, of course, The Boys Season 2 has officially had its season finale, and it was phenomenal. Of course, we covered it here on the Film Optics Podcast, so go ahead and check that out if you haven't already. And, of course, uh, now coming back to season three, we also learned was already greenlit while season two was in production. And uh, season three, episode one, the first episode will be titled Payback. Filming begins February 2021. Who's getting this payback? That's the question. I don't know, man. You got to just, you know, I don't want to say too much. You know, I I don't know who has and hasn't watched, you know, the rest of the boys of the Bois, you know, but um, from what it's, it's very fitting. <laughs> it, it could be a number of people. It, so I think uh, the almond joy. No. <laughs> I think the, the shapeshifter guy should get his payback. Oh, yeah. I forgot his name. Was it Chameleon? Something like yeah. that. I can't remember. Him, him and Gecko should team up. <laughs> the two heroes that were wronged from the very beginning. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, I would put Lamplighter in there, but, you know, he's MIA. So, anyway, um, 
Speaking of uh, the boys' news, we have uh, Aya Cash wants to join the MCU as X-Men's rogue Jean Grey or Beast. For those of you who don't know, actually, Aya Cash, she plays the new hero Stormfront in The Boys Season 2. And Stormfront in the comics of The Boys, the original um, of, of the original source material, is actually a male. So... They kind of, you know, did the whole sex change thing there, which was very welcoming. I thought she did a fantastic job. But, um, yeah. So, Devin, based off of what you've seen of Aya Cash's performance in The Boys, what would you have her play as? Would you like to see her play as uh, Jean Grey? We, we get another, uh, you know, maybe we can get a good Jean, a good Jean Grey. I'm done with Jean time. Grey. No more Jean Grey. <laughs> They, she, she they can introduce well one, but we cannot have more Dark Phoenixing. You know it's going to happen. It's literally the most, or one of the most, if not the most. Popular. We need a rogue. It's been so long. We do need a rogue. Who was our last rogue? Was was it was whatever her was, name was? Um, wait, it wasn't. Um, oh my gosh, it wasn't Vanya from uh, um Umbrella Academy. Um, my God, I'm blanking on Ellen Page. Wow. It wasn't Ellen Page, was it? Let's find out. All right. Well, you find that out. I'm going to keep on trucking along. Rogue, here. Rogue was Anna Paquin. Okay. Never mind. I was totally off. Ellen totally Page like her was. No one? Someone else. That's... Oh, was she really? Oh, so I was kind of right, but not really. I don't know. Her being the beast would be kind of cool. See, like a female beast. That'd be pretty sweet. Um, yeah, or maybe uh, maybe the uh, older Lamp- version of... Lamplighter was, uh, was Iceman, of course. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was. Uh, yeah, I, re- I recognize that one. Um, maybe she could also be um, maybe Wolverine's daughter. That'd be pretty sweet. I can definitely see her um, taking up some kind of form within the uh, MCU's X-Men. I think she would do a fantastic job. But, Devin, let's keep chugging her along here. Uh, you want to take... Actually, no, I'll take this next one because I know you don't care too much about it, but I wanted to throw this in here and I'll start you off with the uh, the Marvel news because that we can talk about that for a bit. Uh, so it looks like... Uh, so earlier on, earlier on in the year, uh, HBO, uh, uh, Warner Brothers, came to their senses... And finally decided to move all of the DC Universe um, exclusive TV shows onto HBO Max. And DC Universe itself, as of now, you know, it was it was a, it was a utopia or an, an emporium for, you know, all things comic books, whether it's TVs, me, uh, TVs, movies and uh, actual comic book collective related uh, goodness. So that has been reconstructed to, I believe it's DC Universe Infinite. That's uh, the streaming service. It's now changed more over to like a comic book based service for those uh, for those fans. And uh, Titans, Young Justice, and Stargirl will get their debut on HBO Max here pretty soon. Uh, HBO Max has revealed the debut dates. Uh, for Titan season two, Young Justice Outsiders, and Stargirl season one. So Stargirl, it looks like it looks like everything's kind of uh, premiering around in November, as well as his Dark Materials that is out tomorrow. Very very excited for that. But yeah, I kind of wanted to throw this in here. You know, we've seen a few 
um, HBO Max or uh, DC Universe shows kind of sink over. We I think they kind of did a test run with Doom Patrol, uh, Swamp Thing, RIP didn't really work out. Uh, just that entire show just didn't really. I think there's one season of it, but you know they they, they tested the waters for um for Doom Patrol. People loved it. Of course, season two deb- debuted on HBO Max, and then Harley Quinn came over as well and now everything else is pretty much coming over so i'm very excited because you know this definitely gives more of a reason to subscribe to hbo max and i definitely consider it to be one of the best streaming services out there regardless of its flaws of course netflix is still king but i think uh, hbo is isn't is at least in the top three so i wanted to throw that out there but i want to have you talk about this next uh, story here I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna lump these next two together because oh, the God. same okay. weird unknown yeah. source. So who knows the how how, uh, <laughs> how accurate they are. But the rumors are, according to our our good friend Jeremy Conrad, that Miles Morales has been cast friend for of the, the podcast, MCU. <laughs> yeah, doesn't, okay. doesn't know who, doesn't know when. Kind of just knows he's been cast. So not much to say there, but. Yeah. The other rumor that everyone is talking about, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man 3. It's just so obvious. It's just, I don't, I'm, I feel very mixed about this news because later on, Sony did, quote unquote, deny, they denied confirmation. I think I, sh- <laughs> I showed you through, um, who wants to do commented on it uh culture crave kind of commented on it they said if we don't report on it <laughs> if we don't report on it calm down or if it, doesn't, or if it doesn't come from an official trade don't believe it okay so everyone knows you know culture crave means business they only tweet out you know the most reliable of information everyone's always accidentally tweeted out something that they get super excited about um, yet, we they just can't, but yet they can't afford podcast mics. <laughs> I actually haven't listened in a while, so I'll definitely have to check it out to see if that quality has improved because, man, that was rough on the ears, man. Super, super rough on the ears. But, uh, so yeah, Sony officially responds to the Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man 3 rumor. Uh, they literally just said those rumor, uh, those rumor castings are not confirmed. So they didn't deny it. And as we've known throughout our entire lifetime, you know, between whether it's movies, TVs, video games, literally anything, companies lie all the time. And you can't, well, you know, well, Sony says it's okay. So, you know, like, yeah, everything's all good. No. (laughs) Do not believe anything these companies say because they literally backpedal 24-7. And, yeah. So, I, I just don't know how I feel about all of this. Like, we, we finally get a brush of fresh, fresh air. You know, we have Sony and Marvel working together. We got Tom Holland. He's perfect. We love him. We get Spider-Verse. That was credit to Sony. You'll definitely give him credit there. It was a fantastic movie. But we already have the Spider-Verse movie. Why do we need a live action? Because where do you go from here if they decide to bring in all of these different spider-man and try to do the sinister six all in one movie i feel like that is way too much and it doesn't really 
flush well with Spider-Man's journey on his standalone movies so far. You know what I mean? Maybe the third iteration of Spider-Man trilogies will just always be cursed. Probably, dude. Because, well, I mean, Amazing Spider-Man was cursed from like day one. Yeah, especially the second one. (laughs) Especially the second one. Good thing they didn't get a chance to make a third one. Oh, thank God. That would have been cursed no matter what. Ooh, very true it was uh, uh unfortunately after the second movie, like the first one was like okay yeah, 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 it's all right. it's but the second one i was like uh, it was not not good at all but yeah i just, i don't know what where do you go from here like if if all this is confirmed you gotta have three spider-men swinging around swinging around the screen not to mention for miles morales like i, I feel like it's like it, it's a great idea like if it's a small little cameo thing you know like a one-off scene i'm fine with it but like i just don't know how all this is like if if they're like funny scenes kind of how they did with the um it was a dc like tv show type like four or five parter where they had like um they had ezra miller come in as like the flash for like a funny little scene i'm like okay that's fine like that's a nice little nod to you know the flash on the tv show and the flash in the movies but I just don't really. I don't know, man. It's just they're not going to be confused. Starring in the movie, it's just going to be a little cameo if it happens. Yeah, I'm and I'm I'm praying that that's the case. But it's like I'm telling you, three three to four four spider three to four Spider Men. I'm not saying that Miles Morales would be in this movie. Maybe as again, maybe like a cameo because you know we saw the Prowler for a hot second um, in the first Spider Man and Homecoming, but I just. Between that and trying to do Sinister Six, like, wh- where do you go from there? It's just, it's too much. They have to do Miles Morales. Like, that's they have given. To. Oh, absolutely. Like, I, like, honestly, throw away Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Give us Miles Morales instead, and I will be totally okay with that. Like, I want to see Miles way more than I want to see Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire on the, on, on the big screen again. That That's just me. But, yeah. So, they are... Rumor castings again, not confirmed. Don't believe anything these companies say. So it is what it is. But um, I'll take this last bit of news for, before we get into the uh, new normal here. Um, we have uh, the Green Lantern HBO Max series will focus on uh, Guy Gardner, uh, Sinestro, Alan Scott, and many more. Um, I don't know too much about the Green Lantern lore all around, uh, besides a few small things. But it looks like the DC comic book multiverse is set to get a shot of willpower. (laughs) As uh, this comes from comicbook.com, when Green Lantern premieres on HBO Max, um, it will join other DC Universe shows. Of course, uh, Green Lantern will explore the history of different uh, heroes, uh, who joined the uh, the corpse with executives uh, Greg uh, Berlanti teaming up with showrunner Seth uh, Graham Smith to t- uh, to tell stories of the heroes like Jessica Cruz, Simon Baz, all that jazz. Um, it will be co-written by uh, Graham Smith and Arrowverse architect Mark uh, <laughs> Guttenheim. 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 There we go. Uh, There's no release date yet, but they can definitely uh, expect a one-hour drama series that will explore the dark corners of the universe and the Space Force tasked with protecting them. Oh, no, not not Space Force again. 
<laughs> X-Force. Is that a vid- vid- deriv- deriv- uh, derivative? Yes, it is. I was just but, talking yeah. to one of my coworkers about how awful Space Force was. <laughs> I literally Couldn't got, even finish it. Yeah, I got like halfway through. I'm like, I can't do this. Like, I, I didn't like Steve Carell's accent that he was doing. I'm like, can you just like talk normal? Like, I get what you're trying to do, but it just isn't. It wasn't funny. I'm not saying that Steve Carell is a bad actor in any stretch of the means. I think it's fantastic in uh, the morning show. You know, we've seen him across all other mediums as well, but I'm just not, just not, wasn't feeling it. Like, Hey, if, if you like it, more power to you, but just was not for us. <laughs> are, are you feeling Lego star Wars holiday special? I am, I am because, okay. So I was talking to Jared about this and you know, he was talking about how bad the original <laughs> Star Wars holiday special was. It was back in like the 70s. <laughs> he said it was one of the most horrific things he's ever seen in his life. But it looks like Lego Star Wars holiday special will hit Disney Plus on November 17th. So it is, they're going the Lego Star Wars route, which I'm more than okay with. I give, think. Give me more Lego movies. Like, Besides Ninjago, yes. which no one watched, the others are so good. <laughs> I forgot they they made a TV shot of, out of Ninjago as well. I was like, I didn't know what that was, but yes, uh, it looks like Disney Plus will apparently lean into the star one of uh, into one of the Star Wars serious moments on November seventeenth. Uh, it will take insp- inspiration from the nineteen seventy eight holiday special, as Ray Finn. Poe Dameron, Rose Tico, Chewbacca, and the droids celebrate Life Day in the wake of the rise of Sky- of the rise of Skywalker. Okay, uh, in the Star Wars special, we'll see Ray and BB-8 uh, thrown into uh, cross timeline adventures that are jumping to various moments in the Skywalker saga, and we did actually see. Um, there's a, a screenshot out there of Ray fighting Vader. So that would be pretty cool to see. So she might meet a young Luke, um, Skywalker, Darth Vader, which is kind of already already confirmed, uh, a young Yoda, or Obi-Wan Kenobi and other heroes and villains. So it's supposed to be around 45 minutes. So I think we should review this, Devin. So it's very interesting. Like some something for, for, for the holiday cheers. It's my favorite time of the year. You know, not all this gunky halloween stuff but yeah got any thoughts yeah we'll, we'll watch it <laughs> open up disney plus for the first time in does it okay okay, okay that's not true because we got the mando season two and yeah two we weeks. got wandavision as well so we got that and we got something else too oh mulan that's it <laughs> we got a <laughs> thank god we didn't pay for that <laughs> Yeah, and we're still reviewing it. We're just waiting. Patience is a virtue, Devin. Very important in in our line of work. <laughs> but uh, do you want to take this next bit of news? The Star, Wars Star Wars Rebels news. sequel show, The Bad Batch, has a rumored uh, more the direct. Okay, here we go. Let's open this up. <laughs> Apparently, I mean, I, I see them around Twitter, so I, I will give them credit for their work but well, well all the all of them are on twitter it doesn't mean much that is very true it's like 
gaming.biz. Uh, <laughs> they're saying March or April is what they're hoping mm. for a release. That's cool. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely watch it. I, I love animated Star Wars, anything. I, I love anything animated, so I'll, I'll definitely give it a watch. Um, I did start watching Rebels a while ago. I think that was the last thing I actually started watching on Disney+. Plus. Um, after I finished the season seven of Clone Wars. So it was actually pretty good. Um, you know, bits, I'm not, I'm kind of getting used to the skinny lightsabers, the toothpick lightsabers. They're okay. Um, but it's, it's pretty good. Like, you know, it's something to kind of passively watch. You don't have to think too much into it. So yeah, that is some good news there, but man, oh man, Devin. We got even more Star Wars news to talk about here. We haven't had a lot of Star Wars news to talk about at all, have we? Besides Mando, really. There, there hasn't been a lot out there for a while. Mando's all that matters. Mando, <laughs> this is the way. This is the way. But it looks like George Lucas um, <laughs> had, um, had also planned to have Luke Skywalker die in his version of episode eight of the skywalker saga and (laughs) i just want to say (laughs) so anyway um on page 140 of the book uh hildago reveals like luke skywalker's destiny which was written years before the production began on on the actual episode eight it does confirm that george lucas had luke skywalker die in the middle of a chapter of his sequel trilogy destined to become one of the, the uh, one with the force, excuse me, in episode eight, regardless of who was making the film. So it is possible that Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson felt a higher sense of confidence in the decision to kill Luke, knowing that the maker himself had made the decision. So yeah. And there's a nice little, uh, <laughs> Nice little image there. So it's Luke Skywalker's destiny. Yeah. So uh, all those last Jedi haters out there, I don't want to hear a single word out of any one of you ever again. Like they, they ruined his character. They ruined his character. That's exactly how they sound. But yes, um, I thought it was kind of interesting. Obviously, Ryan Johnson killed it. Regardless, if you don't like it, if you do, you got to admit. It was really great. Like I, and it's one of the most divisive Star Wars films out there, which is what I think makes it so amazing. Because it came out what three years ago, and we're still talking about this. Still, usually, if things don't matter that much, hit the road, whatever, whatever. Like everyone was complaining that, oh, you know, why are we getting a Black Widow movie if we already know that she dies? Haven't heard a peep out of anyone. So it's like. It is. It just goes to show. I mean, it is Star Wars, but it's like, come on, guys. Let's let's uh, let's put it to rest. <laughs> but it's all right. Um, you want to take this uh, last bit of Star Wars news? A Mandalorian movie? Question mark. <gasps> Gasp! Ooh, Animus. Pedro Pascal and John Favreau are discussing the possibilities. Um, I will watch it. This is a long article. Oh, yeah, boy. it is. But it, it also talks about season three a bit there as well, um, that they're, you know, working on that. But I would definitely see a Mandalorian movie. I mean, there's not 
a single Mandalorian like media I wouldn't watch at this point. <laughs> got Maybe even Mando. an anime. Oh, you got your Mando bed sheets. <laughs> yeah, this is the way. <laughs> Mando socks. <laughs> Mando book cover. Mando backpack. Everything always Mando. This is the way. But yeah, I, I would definitely be down for it. Um, of course, you know, there needs to be a story to tell. I just don't want them to make some random story that doesn't need to be told solo, but that's fine. You know, whatever. It just, like, I mean, I <laughs> I just want it to mean something. And we're getting this casting and or was it Disney Plus show? And I'm like, wh- why? <laughs> there was, I, I help me understand, Evan. Help me understand. Because I don't understand why this is even happening. It, it just doesn't feel needed. Like if there was a need for Cassian Andor, sure. But I I could have gone an entire lifetime and not have watched Solo. And I don't need to know where he got his name or the other adventures that he went through. Like, it well, was just, well, you see, there's there's a smart section of Star Wars fandom that enjoys Rogue One. The, the smart like, people. Do you like Rogue One? Of course, it's one of the best. I like Rogue One, but I don't like Solo. But like, I don't. What's that to with Andor? I thought he was in Solo. He's Rogue One. Oh my god, I'm getting my Star Wars stuff all mixed up. Either way, like I did like Rogue One, but it it was only honestly only for Vader. Like to be completely. Like he, he's still the show, but did like and no, we didn't need that story. But it was a better story than Solo, I will say. So I mean, I'll, I'll backtrack a bit. I'll yeah. I, I okay, but that still doesn't mean why do we need a casting into our TV show? Because Diego like, Luna's a star, and they wanted to <laughs> get him out there. I'm getting all my stuff mixed up today, man. It's it, it's a Thursday late afternoon you know i'm hungry we're both hungry just trying to get through this <laughs> so i apologize i like half apologize for my rant but i still don't think we need a, a side character of a uh, whatever it's it's fine it's fine it's it's totally fine um <laughs> anyway so we have here coming up uh there's uh the cast of adam mckay's uh don't look up uh his cast list uh, it's absolutely iconic, crazy here. We got Jennifer Lawrence, uh, <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Rob Morgan, alongside Meryl Streep, Kate Blanchett, Jonah Hill, Hamesh Patel, Timothy Chalamet, Ariana Grande, Kid Cudi, <laughs> Matthew Perry, and Tomer Sisley. So that's a pretty stacked cast, if I do say so myself. Dude. Do we know any more information about this or no? I mean, I see Adam McKay and I'm excited. (laughs) That is very, very true. I'm just very, I'm I'm excited for it. Like between this and don't worry, darling, well, RIP or not RIP, but it kind of sucks that uh, our boy um, Shia will not be able to join. uh, Don't don't worry, darling, uh, because of scheduling issues. But yeah. It seems like a really great, uh, uh, you know, cast, and we'll just have to. We just gotta wait. Nothing's coming out of the theaters, so we we got nothing but time, you know. So, 
You want to take this next uh, bit of news story, Devin? I know the, I love- the Mad Max prequel, Furiosa, has casted Anya Taylor-Joy, Chris Hemsworth, and Yaya Abdul-Mateen II. Mm. I didn't really like the Mad Max when it I... came out, so I don't really care. I, I've i seen parts of Fury Road, but I haven't seen the full thing. That's all I it, can it say had so it. much hype, and then I watched it, and I was like, that's it? <laughs> bunch, bunch of guys in the desert, no water? That's yeah, it. man. It's Dune. <laughs> that's what Dune's going to be. Like, literally, like I've been reading through Dune. I'm telling you, I will never complain about like being thirsty ever again. Like not having water, it's it's crazy, but anyway, <laughs> let's uh, move on here. We have Eddie Murphy's coming to America movie uh, moves from Paramount to Amazon Studios, so it looks like it will be debuting on uh, Amazon Video. Here, uh, it looks like the streaming premiere premiere date is set for December eighteenth. Uh, sources say of this year, so. Very excited, and we also we also have Borat coming out very soon as well. Um, that's coming out. What is, is it? It's the day before election day, I believe. It's uh, October twenty fourth or something. Why did someone say it was supposed to come out the day before election? Okay, okay. Well, it, either way, it's coming out before election day. Did you vote yet or no? I have the ballot. I just have to send it out. Yeah, I gotta. There's a place over by me. I just got to. I just got to go up there and do it. I think I could do it at our courthouse, to be honest. So I'll just drive up there, early vote. Don't have to worry about it on Tuesday. Tuesday. So that'll be pretty cool. But I'm very excited. I know what you did last summer. No, you don't. Yes, I do. <laughs> you murdered teenagers. Oh my god! How did you know? There's a um, Amazon Prime series in development based on the. I'm not going to say iconic, but. Uh, known uh, 90s well known series i know what you did last summer yeah man it's been ages <laughs> it's been freaking ages and i think this was one of the movies like when i watched and i was i just i was like this is so wow <laughs> i don't know i mean i can't really say i'm super excited um I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of horror slasher uh, fans out there. Um, if you're excited, let us know. <laughs> Tweet us on Twitter if you're listening to this. But cool. Yeah? Got anything else you want to comment on it, Devin? You're just gonna... <laughs> no. Yeah. Anyway, we got some juicy, juicy news here, man. It's causing a lot of controversy because, I mean, of course, people can't just you know, release information, release news stories without there being a little bit of controversy. So it looks like, um, <laughs> it looks like Gal Gadot will be, uh, cast as Cleopatra in the upcoming, uh, Patty Jenkins film, the Paramount. So Paramount, excuse me. So she will be, uh, playing, King, uh, not King Tut, excuse me, <laughs> Cleopatra Gal Gadot will, uh, Gal Gadot, excuse me. Um, that is set to release the same time as around um, Wonder Woman, if it stays in theaters. But I know there's a lot of people out there saying, you know, oh, well, you know, it needs to be 
uh, historically accurate, but there's a lot of, um, we know half of Cleopatra's like ancestry. We don't know everything. I'm honestly kind of okay with this. Um, just because, I mean, we can't really pinpoint exactly to what race she was. So, I mean, they could have casted anybody. I would have been okay with it, but do you have any, uh, you know, comments, questions? Well, there, I'm, I'm not a history nerd like Jared. So, yeah. but I did, but, I did a quick Google search to see like what people think Cleopatra actually looked like. And if, if they were going to be historically accurate, that'd be a really boring movie. Because apparently she was like short and stubby. <laughs> they yeah. said she was like five feet tall and like stubby. So yeah, there was a lot of that's not that's not Hollywood movie on. material usually. No, it is not. I mean, you, you get Gal Gadot in there, and you know people may think that she's not the best actress. I I think she's a good actress, and I was listening um, to my friends' uh, podcast or live streaming earlier today. Geeks uh, Geeks of the Roundtable. Shout out! Shout out to Ren and Zach um, Pope there for their podcast. And I believe Ren was saying, you know, um, he was saying this, the fact that, you know, she, she is like playing the superhero roles, like it's fine, but it's like, if, if she was really that bad, I don't think they would have put her in a superhero role. Like, obviously, you know, we had, um, we had what's his face Ryan Reynolds, like great actor, and like yeah, like let's make Ryan Reynolds a superhero. But it was just the movie was bad, and like between you know Gal Gadot's her pay increase from the first movie to the second one, you know a heavy, heavily, heavily big pay increase because you know I mean she was in the Fast and Furious movies, which I totally forgot about until Jared mentioned it again. Not even just a history historical Earth, you know, human history nerd, but he just randomly remembered that she was in the fast furious movies. And I was like, Oh crap, you're right. But I don't know. Um, there, there's just a lot of drama between it. I think it's unnecessary to be completely honest. Um, can't really say that she was black because Egyptians aren't, I mean, black people aren't Egyptian. And, you know, even though they're in Africa, they do consider themselves Egyptian. They don't consider themselves African. So it, there's, 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 great points on both sides but like at this point i don't really think it matters because like you said you know she was more short and stubby that's not gonna that's not gonna look good for tv i mean for for a movie like if we're being historically accurate even for going from like original source material for game of thrones uh shajora mormont in the books he is this short stubby hairy like creepy dude and of course, obviously, we did not get that in the show. And uh, Ian McGill, first his first name is Ian. I'm blanking on his last name, but he did a fantastic job. Like you don't, they don't necessarily have to look like the person. Like I mean, it's, it's clear, Patrick. There's there's a lot of a lot of uncertainty, a lot of you know, a lot of history there. So I'm just gonna stop talking about it. Um, I'm happy for Gal Gadot and of course Patty Jenkins. Um, if they didn't think that Gal Gadot couldn't act, they wouldn't put her in for that role. I'm sure there were other great contenders, but it is what it is, you know. Are you excited for the SCU? The what? The SCU. 
No. <laughs> but, Sam, no, I'm not. Cinematic universe. Let's <laughs> see. The Sandler cinematic. You can talk about this. I don't give a fuck about this. <laughs> I mean, he was. This is just obviously him joking because he says it'll happen in 35 years. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's just, he's self aware, and I love that. He knows that, that his movies, for the most part, aren't high quality. And if you put them all in one universe, be a lot going on. Jack and Jill, Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison. <laughs> yeah, it's uh <laughs> cool. I mean, I, I love Adam Sandler. I loved him more when I was younger, but I'm sure he's a swell guy. If I ever met him, you know, I wouldn't be shy to say hi to him, you know, saying, you know, I'm I'm a fan. I just wasn't a fan of that Safety Brothers movie. <laughs> Well, wasn't it bad? You're incorrect. Ugh. Some may beg to differ, Devin, but that's okay. Anyway, we got our last bit of news here. I thought this was pretty cool to round off the new normal news here for the week. Um, it looks like every member of Margot Robbie and Christina Hodson's All Women Screenwriters Lab have, have sold a feature film. So I didn't even know she was, she was hosting a, uh, or Margot and... Christina were host hosting this uh, all women's uh, screenwriter lab. So looks like each of these sick women writers in the room marketed their first major sale following the workshop in all action genre arena and all with uh, commitments uh, for distribution. Uh, this uh, it's not only a win for representation in male in a male dominated space it is a victory for a feature uh, film sales at a time when coronavirus has plunged the theatrical market into chaos and i think you actually posted amc is i don't know if they're necessarily filing for bankruptcy but it kind of looks like they are i guess that whole amazon amc thing didn't go through (laughs) yeah who knows um, it's uh looking rough for theaters streaming is the future Devin. video on demand is the answer <laughs> but no it, it is really sad that uh, this is happening of course you know we would all love to go see these new movies um in theaters you know get out of the house it's, it's important to get out of the house whether you're leaving one place you know going to sit in a dark room for two two and a half three hours but um, yeah, it really does suck because you know a lot of a lot of families are coming home for the, uh, people are coming home for the holidays to visit their families, and a lot of people do spend the entire day at the movie theaters on Christmas Day. Um, it's normally what me and my family do. So uh, looks like we're going to be watching some Star Wars holiday specials, some Mulan, and some uh, some Soul. Got that coming out too, so that'll be cool. A lot, lot of fun stuff. But uh, congratulations to. Um, the all women screen, screenwriter lab that Margaret Robbie and Christina Hodson have uh, been putting to good use and hopefully it'll flourish into something even greater. So we're all done with the film stuff. Then we've been talking about film for like the past two hours. It actually, it's only been 43 minutes, but we got a little bit of gaming news here. Of course, one of my favorite segments of the show, of course, we're all about film, but we do like to sprinkle a little bit of gaming news in there from time to time. Um, do you want to take this first story, Devin? Microsoft just just saving GameStop's life. 
Just throwing that support the support healer that GameStop needed. Would you like to find a friend? (laughs) Yes. Microsoft is Mercy. GameStop is Reinhardt in this area. (laughs) There you go. I like there you go. Nice little Overwatch. Reviving and healing and sustaining. Microsoft will share digital revenues with GameStop on all Xbox sales. Every Xbox that it does sell, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Wow. Sure. Digital revenues. Um, So it looks, uh, this does come from gamesindustry.biz, Devin's favorite place for, you know. Classic dot biz. (laughs) Okay. Why do you hate them so much? I I just want to know. Like, I don't really. B I Z. It's just so sketchy. Yeah. It is kind of weird. I mean, I can't say that they're super accurate. Sometimes they are. I mean, they, I mean, they're covering this story. I couldn't really find any anywhere else, but it looks like those details have emerged about the partnership between Microsoft and GameStop. Um, they've agreed that again, you know, the shared digital re- revenues, I, I want to see how this is actually going to work out. Like it's kind of unclear whether this arrangement exists with Sony between GameStop um, gaming GamesIndustry.biz have reached out to GameStop for more information about that. Um, this also, I guess, extends to pre-owned Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S consoles, um, with GameStop reporting to Microsoft with every unit that it sells. Mm, GameStop has to report to Microsoft now. There you go. Um, earlier this month, you know, GameStop did announce a multi-year tr- uh, strategic partnership with microsoft so i guess assuming this is part of it uh, we don't know how long it's going to end or last for but it looks like gamestop and microsoft will both benefit from the consumer acquisition and a lifetime revenue value of each gamer um brought into the xbox ecosystem because that is what microsoft wants they don't care like i keep hearing people like i was listening to the kind of funny xcast and a lot of peers kept talking about how, you know, people keep saying, well, you know, like, well, Microsoft's not really giving me a reason to buy an Xbox Series X or an Xbox Series S. And I'm like, well, she's like, um, they, they kind of don't care. Like, if you have a PC, they've already done their job. They just want you into that ecosystem because that's what it's all about. That's, what it, that's, that's where all the money is, the software. The hardware, you can play on your phone. You can play on your PC. I mean, if, if, if you have a gaming PC and if you want an Xbox or living room, you know, you don't feel like it's always sitting at your computer all the time, that's totally fine. It's totally cool. Like, of course, they want you to buy the box. Like, it would be awesome if a lot of people bought it, but it's not their main market strategy. And I think GameStop, them making this, um, this multi-year uh, partnership, I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see where um, GameStop is f- at least like a year or two from now. So. I don't know. You got any thoughts? I do not. All right, let's move on then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, really quick. Um, you want to take this next one? I'll just kind of lump the last three in together because it's all this PlayStation news. Outer World sequel is seemingly in development. Does that excite you? It does excite me. I, I have been playing through the first Outer Worlds. It has been a bit since I have um visit it back but you know now that you know we've xbox we exclusive a, could be mm, yes it could be we i mean they they already acquired obsidian prior but 
yeah, it like, we'll just have to wait and see, man. Like it's this is a very exciting time for 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 games for gaming. It's just it's crazy, it's wild, but you know, it's um <clears throat> moving on here really quick. Actually, before we move on with the Outer Worlds, it, it is a great game. Um, for those if if you like Fallout New Vegas, you're definitely gonna love this like a thousand times, one hundred percent. There's DLC coming out. Um, hopefully we'll just have to wait and see man i'm just i'm excited to see you know what new games like it's a new generation for consoles anyway pc it's kind of there is no generations really with pc it's everything's just you have your con you you have your pc if you want to run games better on your pc buy new hardware to put put into it so i can't really i mean you can say the next generation of graphics cards are here for sure but that doesn't discredit the previous generations because they still work it's just you know with newer games they do require powerful, more powerful hardware so but yeah um it's not really generations really aren't a thing in pc gaming so but uh looks like burger king has revealed um they will do uh, they will be doing a collaboration with uh sony for playstation giveaways uh burger king reveals a playstation 5 startup sound and a new collaboration um so <laughs> i guess burger king cool like sure uh you know xbox is partnering up with taco bell i did buy two baja blast yesterday i did not win an xbox series X. i mean if if you if you think the console wars are a thing and you're you're really on one side or the other taco bell over burger king it's not even close <laughs> honestly yeah like I mean, like, I get it's. I haven't been to Burger King in ages. Like, I think the last time I actually should not exist. Really shouldn't, because like, as much as McDonald's gets crap for like you know being the worst, it's better than Burger King. But I mean, regardless of where, yes, I'm gonna choose Taco Bell over Burger King any day of the week. Um, You know, I mean, I just no. (laughs) I already have my PlayStation Five. I'm fine. I'll try to get an Xbox Series X, but it's like I'm going to Taco Bell. And like the best thing is, like, I don't have to order actual food from Taco Bell. I just have to order a medium size or a large size drink. And then you're good. I'm pretty sure with this um with this cross promotion for uh PlayStation, you have to buy like an actual like meal. But this this is reminiscent to you know. Xbox did this ages ago, but like <laughs> this, <laughs> the Sneak King. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I do. And there's oh, also God. a bumper car yeah. game. Yeah, Burger King. Well, but you see, it's switched now because the PlayStation Four was Taco Bell. That was the Taco Bell giveaway, and then Xbox 360 was Burger King. Well, it looks like Xbox came to their senses. But no, I'm kidding. I kid. It, it, it is what it is. But yeah, console wars, stupid thing, as Devin said. But I mean, if you're really gonna, if, if I'm choosing between Burger King and Taco Bell, I'm gonna go Taco Bell 100 of the time. But um, yes, I believe the I believe the sweepstakes for this uh, cross promotion did start today. So if you're trying to get your hands on a PlayStation Five, people have won these in the past. I uh, went up to GameStop the other day, and you know, lady said. One guy won an Xbox Series X already. So um cool. I'm gonna try like maybe one or two more times 
just to see. But again, I just have to buy like a bunch of Baja Blast or just any kind of medium or large size drinks. And I think you could you could uh, try three times each day. But I'll try like one more time. If that's not going to do it, then oh well. But uh, really quick here to round out the hour. Um, this this next news story it is it is a it's a rumor for sure. Definitely take this with a grain of salt. Media uh, market dot who slash who. <laughs> yes. <laughs> market spelled wrong. Market. Okay. Well, obviously, yeah, they probably did that for domain reasons, but uh, it looks like <laughs> again, take this huge, huge grain of salt. Uh, it has been taken down since, but it looks like um, <laughs> a PS4 version of Demon Souls remastered or the remake of Demon Souls has been listed um, on this Hungarian sites. I mean, obviously they have been they have been wrong before, Devin. I'm only putting I only put this in here because I think it could be possible because we've had Sony essentially just lie to consumers' faces and pumping out all this fake news saying you know, we believe in generations and, you know, they're doing all this marketing for Spider-Man Miles Morales and Horizon Zero Dawn for the PlayStation 5. Naturally, people are thinking that, hey, you know, these games are going to be coming to PlayStation 5 exclusively. They are, quote unquote, true next gen uh, games made for uh, the PlayStation 5. You know, I can't wait to get my hands on it. Same thing with Ratchet and Clank, Demon Souls um, and Sackboy. And then... After the second PlayStation showcase, right after the debacle where Sony again lied to consumers and said, you know, Jim Ryan, not Jim Ryan, I'm sorry, it was one of the other Sony execs. Like, we're going to give people plenty, you're going to have plenty of time to know when to pre-order your PlayStation 4. It will not be in a moment's notice. Devin, when I watched the PlayStation 5 showcase, I pre-ordered my PlayStation that day. Again, shout out to Zach Pope for giving me the, uh, the 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 good intel there, and I pre-ordered it at GameStop. So I like my GameStop, but whatever. It, either way, I feel like this could be possible with Demon Souls also coming to PlayStation Four because, again, Sony said we believe in generations, and they kind of just said, "Oh, psych," you know. Well, you know, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and Horizon Zero Dawn to Forbidden West and Sackboy's Adventure are all coming to PlayStation 4. That doesn't sound like we believe in generations. I get what they were trying to do. I think it's smarter to do it this way, but don't lie to your consumers about it. Like, I mean, come on now. Like, obviously, yes, you want people to buy the new hardware, but a lot of people aren't going to be... A lot of people are not early adopters. They, they just aren't. They're going to wait a few months, maybe a year in, to buy their PlayStation 5, and that's totally fine. But... That's the reason why I put that in there. Because I think it could be, I, I think it's possible. Like, why wouldn't you? You still have an entire user base on PlayStation 4. You know, they haven't made their jump over yet. Make it a PS4 game, um, upgradable to PlayStation 5. Boom, you're fucking done. It's, it's great. Um, and then the last news story we have here. Um, PlayStation finally gave us a little, little bit more of a look, an actual look into the uh, user interface of the PlayStation 5. Uh, it was a super short 11-minute video. Um, they showed stuff, but it was a lot of cool little things. 
but I don't know if I'd be using a lot of them. Uh, I don't want to get too much into it since we are towards the end of the podcast, but um, one of them was like, there's a, like a guide button to where, Hey, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to get this collectible. They showed little big, um, not well, Sackboy, little big planet, Sackboy's adventure that there's like little video guides of like where you can find, you know, Hey, if you're looking for this, look at this video guide, essentially, you know, trying to cut out all the, the forums and the websites like, Hey, I can't find such and such in game X, Y, and Z. Where do I go? Or, you know, I'm trying to platinum this game. I'm trying to hundred percent this game, which is okay, I guess. But the one thing really quick I liked is that the PlayStation store is actually integrated onto the home screen menu. So it's not a separate app anymore, but yeah. Um, won't get too much into it there because they honestly didn't talk too much about it they said there's going to be more within the coming weeks so we'll just have to wait and see so um any other news stories really quick you wanted any you got any uh breaking news there Devin? got, or, got no? nothing mm, it's very very uh okay cool <laughs> all right so that pretty much wraps up our new show here of headline hot takes on the film optics podcast uh, of course, I'd like to thank Devin for coming on, talking shop with me every single week about all the wonderful uh, geek news that we need to know here um, at the Film Optics Podcast. And of course, you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Red Circle, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, uh, and Amazon Music. And of course, you can follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram. Give us some love. Give us some feedback so that we can help you and a better um, gaming experience. And of course you can tr- um, check out the music city drive-in.com. Um, we have a lot of different reviews up there as well as the uh, drive-in podcast network. The other podcasts that are a part of our wonderful, wonderful network. We've got commentaries, we've got music, Oscars, Hawk, all that jazz is up there. And as well as sports as well. If you're a big sports guy, we got a big game coming up this week, Devin. I got a jersey riding on it. So, Nervous? Honestly, yes. Because we all know that the Steelers always perform terrible against the worst teams. This happens every year. But, and we still haven't had our game against Tennessee. We're, we're And they're 4-0, four and, four and oh, same as us. So it's like, I think that game's next. I don't know when that game got scheduled to, but... Um, I, I am a bit nervous, but I think we'll be okay. <laughs> Got to get that James Conner jersey, man. It's very, very important. Very important. But, yeah, that pretty much does it here. And we will see you guys. Oh, Lovecraft Country review coming up. This coming up Monday is when we're going to um, record and either pop pump it out that evening or early Tuesday. And, of course, our bad hair review will be coming shortly um, after that. And our run review as well. And that was Devin. My name is Christian. And we will see you guys in the next one. Peace. 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 Peace.